Hey, how you doing? I'm Steve Follin. Thanks for listening. This time, let's find out what it's like being freelance for brand designer Emma Shepherd. I think Big Bear's always been a lifestyle business. So at the start, it was so we could spend more time with Noah. It still is that, but it's also to make a nice living for ourselves. Gradually come to the realisation that if we're both going to do this long term, it has to pay our mortgage and it has to allow us to go on the old holiday and do things that we actually want to do in life. And it puts quite a lot of pressure on you as a couple when you have to create your income from scratch every month rather than one of you being employed and the other one being freelance because you've always got that backup, you know, if you need to. Yeah, so there is Emma, who is a, uh, well, a freelancer, but also one half of Big Bear Creative with her husband, Dave. So they work together on that. So we'll yeah, be interesting to find out how that works. Um, but you can see from their website, of course, there's always a link at beingfreelance.com, but it started out as her and then Dave joined her. So yes, intrigued about that. So many guests at the website, beingfreelance.com, but also wherever you get your podcasts, hit subscribe so that you don't miss out. Over 130 guests now uh, sharing their stories. Oh, and we're doing a live episode. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> We're doing a live episode. I'm so excited. I punched the table. A live episode at National Freelancers Day here in the UK, in London. It is run by Ipsy, I-P-S-E. They are like the Association of Independent Professional and Self-Employed People. Uh, anyway, they very kindly lending us to do the podcast live at their event in London, me and two guests. You can be there uh, and be in the audience. It would be lovely to see you. Also, for that matter, I'm doing a workshop at that same event on how freelancers can use video and audio. Because if you don't know, video and audio is kind of, that is my freelance business. And yes, there are so many great ways that you can use it. So it's it's, um, Thursday 28th of June. So if you hear this before Thursday the 28th of June and you're near London, it would be great to see you there and use the code SPEAKER20. And you can save money on your ticket. Not that they cost much anyway, but Speaker 20 will get your discount. So make sure you use that. And if you do go, do come and say hi, by the way, because like, it'd be, be me standing there feeling a bit lonely, eating the free biscuits and what have you. Right, that's enough about that, though. Let's crack on with this week's episode and say hi to Emma Shepherd, who is a freelance brand designer. Hey, Emma. Hello, Steve. Whereabouts are you based? Um, so I'm based down in St. Ives near Cambridge. Yes, Cambridge St. Ives, not Cornwall in the no, UK. Yeah. No. Cool. Okay. How about we get started? How did you get started being freelance? And as I mentioned in your introduction, you now work with your husband and stuff like that. So I'm I'm intrigued hmm. as to how you've reached that point. Yeah, well. <laughs> um so I started out being freelance. It really started when I found out I was gonna be a mum. So I was working at a design agency over other side of Cambridge and it was really long hours, very stressful, lots of pressure. Not quite the dream that I thought it would be before I started working there of like, you know, pool tables and bean bags and all that kind of stuff. And um, I, I, was, so I was kind of a little bit unhappy in my job a little bit, I suppose, and found out I was going to be a mum and was like, right, this is a good point to change things. And I got to the point where... I decided I was going to do a bit of freelance with a bit of a nudge from my other half, Dave, of course, and just sort of try and get a few hours a week and see where that took me, just sort of so I could be around more for Noah until he went to school. So that was kind of my plan. 
And that's about as far as I got before I had Noah and then had no time to think about anything else for the next nine months until my maternity leave was up. So then when maternity leave was up, I kind of thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Should have really thought about it ahead, of course. So I phoned up my old employer, sort of a previous employer, and got some summer work for them. And so they have very seasonal work, which is kind of from April to sort of August time mainly. So I worked for them over the summer, just doing, you know, sort of bits here and there. And at the end of that, I thought, oh my goodness, now what am I going to do? Because that work obviously finished. And again, hadn't really put much thought into what I was going to do. There's a bit of a theme here, isn't there? <laughs> so I went networking for the first time, which was something that I would never, ever have even thought to do, or it kind of is something I dread doing that kind of thing. And I actually quite enjoyed it. Met a few people who gave me a bit of advice and someone who pointed me through towards um, something called NWES, which is like a government funded thing and they give advice to small businesses so I kind of went along to see one of their advisors gave me lots of good advice and said oh actually I've been looking for someone who does design and branding for all these businesses I work with to sort of refer business to them so I was like oh perfect that's good good timing you know (laughs) Um, and so from there um, he kindly would pass leads over to me as sort of new jobs came in that he thought I would be able to help with and that was a really really good way to get started really it sort of took up the fear of oh my goodness how am I going to find my next job and all that kind of thing so yes that's how I got started really and I did a bit more networking and got to know some other local businesses and it sort of started from there. When you found that first freelance work what did you do? Like, did you have childcare or were you working in naps or in the evening or like, what were you doing? A bit of everything, to be honest, Steve. So I started out with uh, 15 hours a week childcare um, with a childminder just down the road. And that was really good whilst I had that work over the summer because I had, you know, I knew I was going to have a certain amount of, t- of hours to fill that time. And also I would work in nap times. I was very blessed that Noah used to have a three hour nap <gasps> in the afternoon. Um, I know, that's like amazing. I was devastated when he gave that nap up. Um, <laughs> I had to change my whole work, work schedule around it. Um, but yeah, so I would sort of work five hours over three for three days to make up my 15 hours and then do Noah's naps for the other two days. So that worked really nicely. Then the work dried up, sort of August time, end of the summer, and I had all this childcare and no work to to fill it with. So I kind of had to give up my childminder, unfortunately, temporarily. And my mother-in-law stepped in and she had nerve for me three days a week she's an absolute saint <laughs> um, and I don't think I think without her I probably wouldn't have been able to carry on because sort of with child minors and childcare you often have to you know give set days of the week and so you have to commit to those whether you've got the work coming in or not so it can be quite tricky if you're starting from nothing to manage that really. And so how did it evolve from there was it just a case of filling those three days like because as we mentioned it's since clearly since grown so at what point did it start to take off 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I just kind of got busier and busier. So I think it was September I went to see my business advisor. And from then onwards, really, from October onwards, I just got busier and busier. And it got to the point where, because I'm a designer, a graphic designer, I, I don't really dabble with web. I, I believe in sticking in to what you're good with and not trying to be a jack of all trades. So I was getting more and more requests for website work to go alongside my branding that I was doing. And it just so happens that Dave is a web designer and he was working for a large mortgage comparison website company doing all their user journeys and user experience at the time so I kind of drafted him in in his evenings and weekends to sort of help out and do web bits for me and so that's kind of how Dave first got involved and then as I say we just kind of got busier and busier all the time firstly from from the referrals I was getting and then my networking that I was doing started to bring some more results and yeah we just started to get really busy So yeah, so that was quite hard to manage because obviously I still only had my 15 hours a week and poor old Dave, any hour of the day and night um, and the weekends was helping me out. So yeah. And at that point, let's say you've got a client, you're doing design and then they're like, oh, can can you do the web design? You're like, yeah, no problem. At that point, were you invoicing for the web design as well or was it going to Dave himself as a freelancer on the side, if you see what I mean? Yeah, so it was going to me. So I was a sole trader at the time, but I'd, I'd always been set up as my company name, which is Big Bear. And so it was all under that umbrella, under the Big Bear umbrella. And then Dave would just invoice me as a sole trader as well. So did you, when you decided to get freelance at the end of maternity leave, is that the point where you set up as Big Bear, was it? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a happy accident, really, because I didn't really intend on doing too much with it I kind of thought you know three days a week it's quite nice whilst snow is little and I didn't really intend to create this branding studio and all that kind of thing I just wanted a bit of freelance work here and there but as it happens with babe in arms I sat and designed my, my little logo I think Dave suggested I should do it rather than just be me as a freelancer with no ident- brand identity so I just knocked that up together in an afternoon and was big bear from there on really which yeah has stood me quite well actually moving forward as things have grown and stuff uh, you know because Big Bear's a, a really good company name to have really it, it's worked really well yeah the fact that you were trading effectively as a company rather than just as a, an individual so actually when you started to offer more services with more people working with you it felt quite natural for your clients because they already yeah yeah, yeah mm. exactly that's what I was trying to say yeah <laughs> garbling on yes uh, so yeah it, made, it was quite a nice transition not having to go from Emma Shepherd freelance designer to Big Bear Creative it, you know because it all was quite natural so that was really really good actually yeah why did you spend ages picking a name because I love I love the name I love the brand but like did you spend ages on that or was it just like no, no Big Bear no do you know considering I'm I'm a branding designer it, it was very quick and so was the logo and the whole brand that I put together actually funnily enough Noah my little boy I always used to call my little bear and he's obviously the reason I started my company so I thought well I'll be the big bear and that was all all the thought that went into it really obviously now Dave's joined me as well everyone thinks he's the big bear (laughs) (laughs) but hey what can you do (laughs) so at what point did Dave then leave his actual job you know his full-time employment behind and officially join forces 
Well, so we kind of into the new year in last year, we were getting really busy and it was getting quite hard to manage doing the time of the day, working in nap times, both of us working in evenings and nap times at weekends. And it was all getting a bit crazy. And we could see that, you know, things were going really well. We hadn't sort of advertised or anything. It was just all very organic, the growth of the company. So Dave sort of got to the point where he was like, I can't do this anymore. I've either got to quit doing Big Bet or I've got to quit my job and do it full time. So then he just came home one day and said, right, I've handed my notice in. (laughs) And that was it, really. (laughs) And that was, I think he finished his job end of March last year. Yeah, and came to join me. Did that feel different after that point? Yeah, it did. It was. It took a bit of adjusting to, to be honest, Steve, because I had my office to myself. I had a certain way of doing things. Um, when I get into my project work, I'm I like like to just zone in and be like in my own little world. And so, ha- suddenly having someone sat next to me in the office it was a bit weird, actually. <laughs> and it did it did take quite a bit of adjusting and a bit of time just to you know get used to a different way of doing things, really. Plus, I suppose Big Bear was my baby and, you know, someone coming in and putting their ideas into the pot, even though they were really good ones. And it was good to have a bit of a fresh look at things. It's a bit weird because I was used to making all the decisions and suddenly I had to consider other things as well and Dave's opinion too so yeah it was it was interesting interesting time but we came out the other side really well so (laughs) and is that a home office yeah yeah so we are currently in our spare bedroom that's Big Bear HQ which also has its own challenges um being in the house we're actually at the moment converting an office in the garden so we're going to have a separate building albeit in the (laughs) very close by very nice. Do you only work out of that or do you ever work elsewhere? So I occasionally do co-working. I find that quite hard though if I'm working on branding because I do like to sort of get in the zone and I'm not very sociable when I'm branding. So going along to co-working and kind of sitting there with your headphones on kind of defeats the object of going to co-working, I think. We have just started working. We do some work with a marketing agency nearby in the next sort of town across from us. Um, so we've just started going in to work with them one day a week, which is really nice, actually. Change of scenery. We get to talk with them about the projects we're working on. And it's quite nice just to get out of staring at the same four walls, you know. Yeah, that is good. And so that's a, like a partnership that has formed. Did they just approach you or...? Well, I don't know, really. It's kind of built up over quite a long time. So I don't know, probably about a year ago, I met Hayley, who runs the agency, and we kind of stayed in touch. And she has a very similar story to me as to how she started up. And yeah, so we kind of just sort of kept in touch, really. And it's just sort of fairly recently, we've started working together you know a bit more so that's really nice we have found over the past six months we're working quite often with marketing consultants or marketing agencies because we just really complement what each other does and it makes for a much better result a lot of the time that's worked really nicely you mentioned when you started out meeting with that business advisor so was that an ongoing thing or was it just that one-off meeting so it was an ongoing thing yeah so we used to meet up 
I don't know, probably for about every six weeks or so. And just sort of talk about what I was doing with the business and where I could take things and any sort of questions or problems I'd had at the time. So that was really helpful, actually, um, especially as I was a sole trader at the time. It's a bit easier now having Dave to, you know, bat my ideas off and tell me I'm crazy or that I'm onto something. But when you're sort of on your own, it, it can be a bit isolating and you kind of, it's really good to have that sounding board to, you know, give you a bit of advice sometimes. And did you pay for that, or did you, or was that the government funded? No, it's all government funded. It's awesome. So it, I haven't paid a penny for it, and I think, yeah. So we kind of carried that on, and actually, as it happened, the guy who worked there and I used to go and see left his job. Unfortunately, the day after, David handed his notice, and I believe it was at his job <laughs> um, to come and work with Big Bear. So that was a bit of a stressful moment for me. But I kept going to see his predecessor following on from that for, I don't know, probably about six months. And yeah, it's been really helpful. Yeah. What would you say have been the the biggest challenges then that you've faced? I think for me, the biggest challenges are work-life balance, really. I think it's a bit of an ongoing challenge for, for us, especially with us both working in the business and with having Noah to consider yeah it's it's always a bit of a continuing challenge really and we're always sort of adjusting things and seeing what works and what doesn't work to try and get that ideal of the perfect work-life balance which I don't really know if that exists (laughs) but (laughs) we're striving for it (laughs) and actually I just realized we should put this in perspective like so Dave joined you last year but like how old is Noah now for example like is he at school yet no so he will be three next month actually month's time yeah so he's still a little a month today actually he'll be three yeah bless him (laughs) so yeah so that is that is quite a thing. So how have you worked on that? Like, do you take time out each to look after him? I know you have childcare as well, but like, do you get to spend time with him? How, how have you figured it out? It's quite, it's changed quite a bit throughout the, the past year, to be honest, since they've joined me. I now work four days a week and have childcare four days a week, sorry, and have a Friday off as and when I can. Um, sometimes I end up working five days. I'm very lucky that I've got a really flexible, amazing childminder who will have no off from me on a Friday if I need her to. So that works quite well. So I've never been able to work whilst having Noah at home. I just can't do it. I find it really difficult and so distracting and um, yeah it just doesn't work so I think having that dedicated time is perfect for me and it really focuses the mind you know the second he's gone to the child mind I'm there in the office go 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 you know <laughs> and um, he's a two minute walk away at the child minder, so at two minutes to four I'm off you know <laughs> that's how it goes but yeah it's good. I'll have a Friday off. Dave works full time most of the most of the time. And in the evenings we try not to work at all. Sometimes we're more successful at that than others, depending on what's going on. And yeah, we just kind of share it really. It's quite nice actually, because I think before Dave sort of quit his day job, he was, you know, working quite long hours and he would be lucky to see Noah because he'd get up before Noah woke up and go to work and he would get home just before Noah was going to bed. So actually, it's really hard managing it with both of you working in the business. But actually, it's it's worth it because it means that he gets so much more time with Noah. And they've got a brilliant relationship now. Whereas uh, before, he'd be, Noah would be so clingy to me because he'd never see Dave except for the weekends. 
but now they're like best buds it's lovely so i mean you mentioned that you weren't much of a planner but has that changed are you now making plans or is it simply let's see where this goes yeah yeah we are now so start of this year we kind of took a step back really i think as you often do at the start of the year and thought we've been very reactive so far we've not really marketed ourselves or promoted ourselves in any way and whatever's come through the door has come through the door through recommendations or just people we've met networking and things so we kind of took a bit of time out to think what do we actually want big bear to be we've we've proved that it works and you know we can deliver really good work and the clients are really happy with us but we kind of want more than that and we were we took quite a bit of time to think what it was we actually wanted and sort of try and work out how we could change things to suit suit that I think Big Bear's always been a lifestyle business so at the start it was so we could spend more time with Noah it still is that but it's also to make a nice living for ourselves and I think historically we haven't really charged enough for the design we do so we looked at that and if we were attracting the right kind of clients and all sorts of things and so now we're kind of just about getting to the point where we know where we're going and you know what we actually want for the future. When you say you weren't charging enough do you think that came because when you started it you know you didn't feel like this was this was anything particularly big it was you know so that you could hang out with your son more whereas now there's the two of you and this is for this is for real kind of like this has got to pay the mortgage and all that kind of stuff yeah definitely um so I think at the start it was very much like that plus I wasn't particularly confident in my abilities as a designer for various reasons so I i just charged what I thought would probably be the going rate, you know, <laughs> and didn't really think much of it. My husband had a you know, good job and so I didn't have to panic at, at the end of the month, you know, about taking on all the responsibility of all the bills and everything. So it was a nice bonus. And I think sort of moving forward, I've gradually come to the realisation that if we're both going to do this long term, it has to pay our mortgage and it has to allow us to go on the old holiday and, you know, do things that we actually want to do in life. And it puts quite a lot of pressure on you as a couple when you have to create your income from scratch every month rather than one of you being employed and the other one being freelance because you've always got that backup, you know, if you need to. So, yeah, so I think it's it's been a gradual realisation <laughs> over the past year and a half, probably. But I think we're sort of getting, getting to where where we want to be now, which is brilliant. And then we kind of we've got all technical about it and sort of put, put together some sort of ideal income and what we want to be turning over and all that kind of thing. And we're pretty much there already, which is awesome. Only ways up, really, I suppose. <laughs> That's great. So, so you put together an ideal income at the beginning of this year. So six months in, you've you've kind of reached that point. Was that like written on the wall? Like, how did you focus on that? So we kind of worked out what income we would need to bring in to pay ourselves X amount per month. And so we did it on a monthly basis. So this month we need to bring in X amount so that we can pay ourselves, pay our business costs um and hopefully have a bit to invest back into the business was kind of where we where we were at so yeah we just break it down into that really it seems like a lot of your work then has come 
through networking but you don't advertise what would you say has been like is there a secret to your success with networking or is it the particular sort of networking events that you go to I don't know really I think I'm very much a casual networking advocate I don't go in for you know the ones where you have to give so many leads and very formal stuff that's just not me we're we're very relaxed as a company if you like and so we go to events that kind of go well with that and I think going to more casual networking I found it takes a while to get any results but when you do you've built up really good relationships and so you get really good results from it. Um, I've also met loads of people who I, you know, work with and collaborate with as well networking. So it works really well in that way too. And as I say, I'd say probably 90% of our work comes from recommendation or networking. So it's been a really good way of marketing ourselves, I suppose, for us. And do you have people on retainer? Because you, you mentioned, you know, having a hit that monthly income or is it is a lot of the stuff that you do, you know, you do it and then that's it and then you have to find the next client? Yeah, so we don't have so many design clients on Retainer. Um, we have SEO clients on Retainer, which is really good because it obviously gives you that base income each month. So you're starting from X amount rather than zero, which is comforting. <laughs> but yeah, so we don't necessarily have them on Retainer, but we do have several clients who will come to us every month for ongoing stuff design wise so that's really good I think as part of you know I said we were sort of looking at what clients we were sort of targeting and things we're looking to work with some bigger companies which we've started to do and I think that will turn into a more of a retainer based model because they've got a lot of um, you know, marketing collateral that, that needs looking at and especially when you've re- redone a brand for somebody and they've got a massive load of marketing stuff they need to be redone over a certain amount of time that's the perfect time for a retainer isn't it really to be able to sort of help them help sort of service their needs there yeah so I think moving forward it will be more of a feature of what we do and again that helps with the whole not panicking on the on the start of the month because you've not got a particularly busy calendar or whatever (laughs) and how do you go about managing your actual time and your projects especially between the two of you uh so we yeah we just use capsule really so we've got the calendar view of capsule and we just sort of plan out all our jobs and we can obviously look at each other's and see what everyone's up to as to what we book in and what our availability is so yeah that seems to work quite well for us so far we've kind of looked at quite a few different crms and to see if there's a better way of managing what we do but you know we kind of not really found anything yet so capsule is uh, I, I don't know that one very well but it is more about being a crm right rather than like trello or asana for example which is more aimed at managing your tasks yeah definitely so it's so we just use the calendar really to just put in what we're working on what deadlines we've got, what sort of things we need to be doing on what days. It just seems to work quite well for us so far. I mean, if we've got a big project on, so I've just started a big branding and branding and web project. Um, so we will create a plan of work. So it's basically a schedule which is based just around that project. So we'll do that and get that all signed off with the client and then we'll plan it into our capsule so we know what the major milestones are and when we should be working on what so yeah it kind of works for us but I think 
there's there's a better option out there. We just haven't quite worked it out just yet. <laughs> I, I suppose one of the benefits come from the fact that you are in the same room. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> able to actually talk to one another. Well, it's quite nice, yeah. Plus, I can actually plan Dave's stuff into his calendar because I have access to it. So when <laughs> he forgets, as he often does, to put things in there, I can sort it out for him, bless him. <laughs> now, I always do this thing where I ask for three facts about yourself, make two true, one a lie, and let me figure out the lie. So what have you got for me, Emma? Um, yeah, okay. So I once licked an ant to see what it would taste like. <laughs> <laughs> I have a large tattoo of a bear on my back. And the last one is I found an ex-colleague, their longtime pet partner on Tinder. So you just went on Tinder for them and were just swiping, having a bit of a play, but found the person that they actually ended up with? Well, yeah. So basically they were on Tinder. I didn't even know it was a thing. I, I've, Me and Dave have been together for like, I don't know, 12 years now. So I'm well out of touch with these things. Dating apps weren't even a thing when I was when I was single last. Um, and so my, my colleague had this tinder open and we all got a bit excited we're like oh what's this thing what's this thing and i just went to like click on it thinking that i could like look at this lovely looking lady and find out a bit more detail and i actually swiped i believe you swipe one way to say you like them and the other way to say you don't like them and i swiped to say that he liked her <laughs> and um, the rest is history really oh my god so it was it was purely the lack of knowledge of it <laughs> of how the app worked <laughs> Yep. It wasn't because you thought this person would be brilliant for you, Malcolm, or whoever it was. It was just it was a happy accident. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was just meant to be, Steve, you see. And then that, <laughs> that, that, that person then reached out and said, oh, I see you swiped on my prev. Wow. Okay. You've got a massive tattoo. How, when you say a massive tattoo of a bear, like how, how massive? So it covers like my, most of my back. How long did that take? Oh, ages. Like days. Days. Yeah, probably a couple of days in all. Mm. And did you design, is it like your design? Is it your logo? Are you basically a walking billboard <laughs> when on holiday? So it's kind of like, it's the shape of the logo. So like the bear on all fours walking along. But um, it's not the logo, thank goodness, because that would just be a bit weird to be branded with my logo. <laughs> um so yeah so it's kind of the shape of my logo but then it's got a little landscape in it as well so like I got it when I started the business and it was kind of a time of change and so I thought I'd have this this thing to this tattoo to signify that and it's got like a landscape with trees like growth and all that kind of thing <laughs> oh my god well it's a good job it worked out for you yeah <laughs> could have been an embarrassing mistake isn't it really and you want licked an ant just to find out what an ant tasted like yeah <laughs> uh yes i did how how old were you this wasn't a few weeks ago oh no no uh it was uh i was about gone 25 <laughs> sorry i still thought you were gonna say i don't know six or seven <laughs> You oh, no, no. <laughs> 25 and you decided it was about time you found out what an ant tasted like. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was going to say, I can't believe you got a bear tattoo on your back. Ooh. But then if you're the sort of person who would lick an ant, maybe you would. <laughs> it, I loved the idea of you accidentally finding a colleague's life partner. I, I think that one's true. Mm-hmm. Licked an ant or bear? 
I don't know. I mean, oh, I don't know. Okay, do you know, purely for the fact that I don't even know how you would go about licking an ant because they are wriggly little fellas. They run off very quick. It's not like a ladybird who are quite passive. We've all thought about licking a ladybird, but I don't understand how you could lick an ant unless maybe you just went in along the grass and actually licked about five. <laughs> I, I, I just don't even think that's physically possible. I don't think you licked an ant. I did lick an ant. Oh, my God! <laughs> so I was, um, was travelling. I was in Australia. They bite you! Why would you lick <laughs> Everything bites you in Australia. Yeah, um, oh, it's poisonous. <laughs> Don't lick things in Australia. <laughs> but yeah, no, we were on a, like a little guided tour and our tour guide was like, these ants, green ants, taste like lemon. So I was like, all right then, I'll give it a try. And it did. It tasted like citrusy. It was, it was quite tasty. <laughs> I didn't eat it. I just licked it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you don't have a tattoo? No, I don't have a tattoo. Ah. <laughs> Okay. Now, if you could tell your younger self one thing about being freelance, what would that be? Oh, tell me probably lots of things. Um, I would say just be kind to yourself. Don't work too hard. Just because there's 24 hours in a day doesn't mean you have to fill them with work. <laughs> I've been quite guilty in the past, especially um, before I had, when I just had a few hours a week um, of just like working evenings and any time I could, nap times and everything, and kind of reaching burnout. I'm a lot better at that these days, but I think that would be my one piece of advice because, you know, we are income. And if, if I, you know, we work too hard and burn ourselves out, we're doomed really, aren't we? So I think that's a really important thing. How, how, how did that feel then when you were try, trying to squeeze in the work in amongst being a new mum as well, for that matter, really? Mm. Probably with a lack of sleep and everything that comes with that. Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard work. I, I don't know how we did it, really, sometimes. <laughs> so there was, like, working when there was at the childminder, working in nap times. Once he went to bed at, like, 6 o'clock, working again, you know, working at the weekend in nap times. It was it was just full on. Every spare minute of every day was consumed with work. Yeah, it was hard going, actually. How do you even go about compartmentalising it in your head, I don't know. I still struggle with that. I think um, I'm better at it now. I've, I don't work evenings, apart from if I've got a big project on or if I want to, because I'm really enjoying something, I, I make myself stop work. Um, so now is it the child mind eight till four. So that's my work time. And like I say, it's only I can have a Friday if I need to, to make that time up. And um, so that makes it a lot easier. But yeah, it's really hard to, you know, give yourself a break sometimes and just have a day off or something. I did that the other day and I was like, oh my goodness, I've just had a day off like to do the garden. And like, because normally the only time I take time off is when we're going on holiday or something. Um, it was it was amazing. It was a lovely, beautiful, sunny day. Felt amazing, Steve. Well, and you just thought, that's it. I'm not working today. I'm just going to... Yeah, yeah, it was great. Oh, good for you, yeah. But then the next day, I was a bit grumpy because I was like, oh, actually, I had quite like another day off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can you do? <laughs> Emma, thank you so much for sharing your story, for chatting today. Go to beingfreelance.com. There's a link through to what Emma and Dave are up to. Beingfreelance.com. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter. Check out the other episodes and, of course, the videos and articles as well. But Emma, thanks so much and all the best being freelance. Yeah, no worries. Thanks very much. It'd be great to talk to you.